Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you're having an amazing day. Today is going to be a personal share, but I am going to pull in some teaching moments as well. And I wanted to share some of the emotions that I'm navigating, planning my wedding and how I'm managing them. So just to give you some context, when Dan and I first got together and we immediately fell in love, I told him that getting married wasn't important to me and that I didn't even really want to get married. And his version of the story is that when I said that to him, he was like, I'll show you. Like he knew he was going to change my mind about it. And at that time, when I said that, I I felt like it was coming from, you know, a conscious place, like a powerful place. But really, if I'm going to reflect, I think it was coming from a little bit of fear as well. You know, I didn't need to have the title of being married for me to feel like I was in a committed relationship. You know, I have coached uh, many women out of relationship, in relationship, you know, just a partnership or being married. And we encounter the same challenges, whether we are married or not in relationship. So I said that it wasn't important to me. However, as our relationship blossomed and he created such a level of safety for me that I cannot even begin to explain, he felt like home. I just knew that this was my person in this lifetime and every lifetime. And then I it was like a light switch. Like one day I just realized, you know what? I do want to be married and I want him to be my husband. And it's so crazy because I'm like, how did I even get here? But anyway, when we got engaged, I was over the moon. I feel like we need to do an episode on our engagement, but we got engaged and it was around COVID. So it was like a crazy time in the world And I was so excited to be engaged. And one of my favorite places in the world is Italy, specifically Amalfi Coast. And I was like, I would love to have a super intimate wedding in Italy. And as we kind of moved on with our lives, you know, we had a small little baby. I think Luca was maybe eight months old when we got engaged. How cute. He was this big fat sausage roll. And it just didn't seem viable. You know, it felt like a lot to ask our family. Um, We'd have to coordinate, you know, just so much when it's not just us, it's two small children as well to consider. So we didn't know when we would actually be able to do this Amalfi wedding. And then we got to the point where we're like, are we ever going to do this if we don't do this? So we decided, you know what, let's just do something really intimate. But even getting to that point, 
was really challenging for me, and I'm going to kind of break down why. This is a bit of a vulnerable share for me, and if you know my story, you would know a little bit what's happened in my personal life. So I'm adopted. My mother um, is Australian, but we grew up in Canada, and she had, I'll call it an accident in 2014, where she had a heart attack, a stroke, and a seizure. Um, They didn't think she was going to live past basically that day. I was living in the UK at the time, got my first flight back, got stuck in Qatar for a couple of days before I could fly back home. And thank God she survived and we tried to begin a healing journey with her, but her brain had been through so much trauma that she had virtually no short-term memory and some of her long-term memory was also going. And in addition, her like Alzheimer's was advancing. So it was a really you know challenging time from then. I basically had my number one support system. I have two family members that I'm close with because that's who I grew up with is my mom and my sister. We didn't grow up with a dad. And we were super close in our, my adult life. And to go from having this woman that I lived with before I moved to the UK, who did everything for me, like, even though I was, I had a full-time job and I was doing my own thing, she really took care of me and she was just such an incredible mother. So to go through that and not have my mom as I know her and all of a sudden the tables were turned and all of a sudden I had to figure out what I was going to do with her finances and all of a sudden it became really clear that nothing was organized and I was going through shoe boxes under the bed trying to it was a traumatic experience for me and my sister and it brought up all these old wounds probably from my adoption of where I just felt really abandoned obviously she wasn't consciously abandoning me but that's how I felt subconsciously and I kind of I want to say I I never really healed from that because that was so challenging to navigate unless you have been through something like that it's really hard to even articulate what that feels like to have your safety net your one of your best friends um become very, very unwell. So when we got engaged, my mom was at this point already in a nursing home. She was already doing very, she was very unwell. And she was at the point where sometimes she would recognize us a little bit, sometimes not. Sometimes she would lash out. Sometimes she would tell us to get out. Sometimes she would hit us. Like it was not a good scene. And I think on some level, I was afraid. So these are, and I'm going to kind of navigate the emotions about getting married. I had this, I guess I've always pictured it. Maybe you have too. When you think of someone getting married, it's like, what do you think in your mind? It's like you picture this woman walking down the aisle and her dad is you know, holding her arm and it's a symbol of you're now moving from your parents' home, like, you know, traditionally speaking, into now the home and the protection of um, your new husband. And I never had that male figure. In fact, I had a lot of father wounds, um, did not feel safe with the masculine until Dan, um, which is why I was a very masculine presenting woman 
which I've gone into multiple episodes on feminine and masculine dynamics and how women wear a masculine mask. And that's typically stems from trauma from their childhood where they had to put on a front of protection um, because they didn't feel safe in their home or um, by their caretakers. So I, I always was like, what would I do if I got married? And I was like, well, it makes sense. Of course, my mom would walk me down the aisle. You know, my sister and I used to, every Mother's Day and every Father's Day, we would bake her a cake. And it was so funny. She was so sweet. We used to bake it. And half the time, it wouldn't be cooked all the way through. And she'd be like, oh, it's fine. I'll just eat around it. Like, she's just such a freaking beautiful soul. So we always used to give her Father's Day cards as well. And we always used to say, she'd be like, oh, don't be silly. We're like, mom, you're our mother and our father. You have played every single role for all the years that you've had us. And so I was, it was a no brainer. I'm like, my mom would walk me down the aisle. So when she became unwell, I kind of let that go. And I, I didn't know who, who would play that role for me because I didn't have like a, a male, you know, in, in my life. So there was a part of me that was afraid, to be honest, to walk down the aisle on my own because it was like a symbol that I didn't have the masculine in my life. And that, I don't think I, I was ever really honest with myself to just say it. Um, but in the last couple of months, and especially planning this wedding, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. Whoa. It's been such a healing process for me because early on when Dan and I were planning the wedding, well, we first started talking about it. Um, when we first decided, let's just do this, we didn't have the same vision because I was like, I'm happy just to marry you, babe. Like me and you in a courthouse, like nothing else. He's like, I, you don't understand like, I need to have my family there. Like, my family is everything for me. And he's like, I have to have... And then that's when we realized that we were coming from such different, like, backgrounds. Like, I basically have my sister and my mom. And he has this beautiful, loving family. Um, and his mom and his dad are no longer together. But both sides of the family are so loving and he's so close with both sides. And I don't have that. I never had that. So it was extremely healing for me to finally face like, wow, this was, this was actually painful for me to even, I did not, I'm I'm not even going to cut this out. (laughs) I'm not going to cut this out because I want to be like raw and just like honest with you guys, because I want you to see, you know, that everybody, no matter how truly happy they are and fulfilled that they are, we all go through stuff. And this is something that I have been navigating, you know, just like with my mom. And I think why it impacted me so much is because she she's all I had, just her and my sister. And I'm so blessed to have them. Um, but yeah, it was such a healing experience for me because all of a sudden it brought up my old trauma. I was like, oh wow, like I feel like I don't have a lot of support, whereas Dan feels like he has a lot of support. Like I didn't feel like it was necessary to have family there. And he's like, I couldn't imagine getting married without my family. And 
And I was like, it, it was so beautiful because like it was painful, but we came closer together and he could see like he's, it, it clicked for him. Like, oh, I get it. Like your mom can't be there. So that's why for you, it's so easy to be like, let's just elope. Let's just be us two. Um, and then at the same time, it was beautiful to see on his side, like from my perspective, like, oh my gosh, like I want to create the family unit that he has with his family because it's so beautiful. Wow. So anyway, that has been such a healing journey for me in like just being there for little Mars. So when I talk about little Mars, that's like healing my inner child. And, um, I teach a lot on that inside of the Academy. And I basically, um, teach you how to hold space and create safety for your inner child so that you require less of it in your external relationships. It doesn't mean that you're like detached and cold, but it just means you're not, you don't have this expectation that other people have to do it for you. And the result of that is, Hey, you have really healthy relationships and you can show up pretty powerfully in your life. So the fear was, so going back to the emotion. So the fear was, Oh my gosh. Um, I don't want to walk down the aisle by myself. It symbolizes I never had the masculine and I always just pictured my mom there and it was like her not being there was a symbol that I'm losing her and that she's not present in my life like I want her to be, right? So that's the reality of it. And when I allowed myself to be in that pain and just to process it, that's so important. We don't want to like bypass and we don't want to like skip to the good part and be like, yeah, but you know, let's look at the bright side. Like that wasn't, I, I needed to feel what I needed to feel. But the reframe that I got to was extremely empowering because I was like, Mars, when you walk down that aisle, it's going to be a symbol of you getting to this point of you being a strong and independent walking down the aisle to your future husband and now have this beautiful interdependence, but it represents how much you have overcome and it represents how you have grown and it represents me breaking another cycle in my family. So we are creating a healthy marriage and I don't need to be married to know that we're going to have a healthy marriage because we have a healthy relationship. And I know that it's going to continue to be like that. And my parents were never married. So the story with my birth parents is that my dad had like five kids by my mom and then he left and had started having kids with somebody else and, and left my mom. But while he was with her, he was extremely abusive to all of us and an alcoholic and all of those fun things. And um, only last year, I believe, I found out through um, messaging a family member in Peru um, because I wanted to get some deets about my birth. Um, I found out that my my dad wasn't there for my birth, that my mom 
had me in the home on her own with another friend next to her. And I felt so much grief for my mom. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like your uh, husband, or I don't know, you're, you're the man that is supposed to be there and like the father of this child is not even present at the birth of this child. And how I thought about how heartbreaking it would have been for her. Um, and I just felt into that pain. Um, and what's ironic and crazy is that in my own way, I repeated that pattern with my first daughter. So her father was there for the birth, but then it left immediately after. And I was there with my newborn baby, first first child on my own, completely unprepared for this baby. And he was nowhere to be seen. He was on a business trip and I felt so abandoned. So this is the thing. So how our life goes, we think that we are like navigating through this life experience and our life is happening to us, or we are like consciously creating however you want to perceive it, but we are actually living patterns. We are living through patterns. And a lot of the patterns you'll see are coming from your family. And so you're going to continue to like live those patterns until you decide that you don't want to live that pattern anymore. And one of the realizations that I had when I went through this healing that I went through as I was been planning my wedding was like, holy crap, I am breaking this generational trauma of women feeling abandoned. My mom felt it, I felt it, and now I get to choose something different. And so me walking down the aisle on my own, to me, is a representation of everything that I have been through and creating this healthy relationship with my future husband and how proud I am for what we have created and this union. And I am beyond excited that my kids will be there to witness our love. And I always say to Aaliyah, um, be with a man who treats you like daddy treats me. Because, you know, I posted about this several weeks ago. I'm like, the ultimate flex is your children saying, wow, daddy really loves mommy. Like there's no guessing. There's no like, they never see us fighting. It's like, to me, that's my biggest accomplishment is my relationship. And it's because I had no modeling of what that a healthy relationship would look like. And not only did I get a healthy relationship, we're creating probably one of the most beautiful relationships, completely biased, obviously, um, (laughs) that I have ever seen because we both, um, you know, are willing to go into our feminine and our masculine. We're both willing to hold space. We always decide we are going to see the best in each other and assume the best in each other. And it's just something that I am so, so proud of. And this marriage, this wedding is a symbol of that, as I'm sure it is for many people. But that was the reframe that I needed to have. So how can we look at a situation that 
feels really heavy and can feel really hard? And how can we honor ourselves in that moment and not being like, oh, I should be excited about my wedding. Like if I had done that, I would have done myself a disservice, right? Because it would have been like sweeping something under the rug. Whereas I sat with it. I sat with the pain. I sat with what came up. I was able to navigate. I was able to sit with my inner child. And then I'm like, wow, how else can we see this? And that's when the reframe comes. And that's what's really important. So the mindset stuff is amazing. We need to have it. We need to have a strong as F mind. But at the same time, we need to have the emotional resilience and the emotional resilience is about having the courage to move through the emotion. If we pretend the emotion is not there, that's actually emotional avoidance. And it's a symbol of, it's a sign of weakness and fear. If you can't sit with the emotion, what are you actually scared of? You're scared that that feeling will stay forever if you feel it? No, if you feel it, that's how you heal it, right? That's how you move through it. Okay, so the second emotions and stuff that came up was around planning um, and the finances around it. So this is kind of this is kind of funny, but when we initially wanted to have the Amalfi wedding, it was only going to be like our you know immediate family, like literally his immediate family and my sister essentially. And then we were like, oh, we'll just do a small little lunch here. It will be just like courthouse thing. And then we're just going to have a lunch after. And then it just, we just made it a little bit nicer. So it's still considered a micro wedding. We have less than 30 people coming, mostly Dan's family. But bro, I don't know if like, you know, the cost of weddings, like they, it costs a lot of money if you want to have a, like a beautiful event and you know, I realized that like we were on complete, like, I mean, my vision and my budget, different zip codes, but like me and Dan were also on different pages because I was like, either we can get eloped or we can have a really nice, tiny wedding. And he was like, okay, well, I don't want to get eloped and I want to have just a lunch. And I was like, this is, this is probably not going to work for me. So we came to like a happy medium, but there was a little bit of tension there. And I've heard from many people that planning a wedding can be very stressful and it can cause a lot of arguments. And I was like, I am not going to do that. Like we are just not available for fighting with each other over something that's supposed to be a representation of our love. So that was a conscious decision on me to not project stuff onto him and not to create unnecessary tension and try to see things from his perspective. Like Dan and like, he is a a traditional guy, right? He wants to buy the investment property. He wants to invest here. He wants to save. He wants like all smart, great, great things. So I'm not like, you know, so when I say I want to spend this amount, he's like, what? That we could spend money on. And so because we have different visions of what this day is supposed to look like, we have to somehow come together and meet halfway. So for me, it was just bringing myself back to center and being like, I am not going to let this get in the way of us. And I hired a planner for that reason because I knew it was going to be very stressful and I didn't have the time and 
the bandwidth to plan something really beautiful. So I hired a wedding planner, Vicky. Shout out to my wedding planner. She has been absolutely incredible. I highly recommend having a wedding planner. It's going to save you so much time and energy so that you can focus on things that light you up maybe more than planning a wedding. (laughs) Um, And even if you love the planning part of it, like your planner will be able to like, she just picks a bunch of things for me and she's like, choose from these. And it just makes my life so much easier. So I still get to choose, but she narrows it down and simplifies things for me. So I highly recommend um, doing that. So I was conscious to not create unnecessary stuff from planning our wedding and just reminding myself like, okay, let's just not have a beautiful day, i.e. our wedding. Let's have a beautiful life. And I get that's where Dan's coming from. Like he wants to put money here and put money there. And if I'm asking for more money for the wedding, that's less money to go into these other pots. So I just bring myself back to center because you know, as much as I was like, oh, I don't care about getting married. Once you're in the swing of things, girls, tell me if, tell me I'm not alone when like, when you get caught up, it is so easy to get caught up. But just remember that this is about you and the man that you love. And it's a symbol of your love. And it's so much more important to focus on creating that healthy relationship and not doing anything to jeopardize that. So I just wanted to share, you know, what I've been navigating, what's been coming up for me. You know, I'm human and I go through these things. And if there's any way that I can, you know, navigate my stuff, but also bring you a lesson through my own experiences, then I want to continue to do that. So just remember that all of your emotions are useful. The bad ones, the uncomfortable ones, the really good ones, they're all just data points and they're indicators pointing to you that you possibly need to take a different perspective. You need to take a different action, or maybe you just need to be with yourself and just be with that emotion momentarily and that we don't want to make our emotions wrong. We want to sit with them and ask, what are you here to teach me? And then take on that lesson with so much grace and empowerment. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.